morning, ma'am. Can you tell us your name and spell your first and last name for the record? My name is Sabrina Limon, L-I-M-O-N. Thank you. Your witness, Mr. Terry. Thank you, Your Honor. Good morning, Ms. Limon. Good morning. Ms. Limon, um, I know we've kind of heard quite a bit about your relationship um, with Rob through the interviews that the police conducted with you. Um, I'm going to just kind of do a kind of a brief recap of that. You and uh, Rob got together um, when you were 18 years old? Yes. Okay. And uh, when you first started dating was when you were 18? Yes. Okay. And did uh, you, uh, you and Rob move in, uh, or start living together when you were 18? Yes. Okay. How was how much was Rob older than you or same age? Uh, he was three years older than me. Okay. And uh, at the time that you and he met, uh, what were you doing for a living? Uh, I worked at a daycare. Okay. Um, like uh, a daycare center itself. Yes. And. Um, had you, or did you graduate from high school? No. How long after you and Rob started living together did you get married? Uh, two years. So you're Almost about, three. I'm sorry, go ahead. Almost three years. Okay. How old were, how old were you when you got married to Rob? Twenty. During the first part of your marriage, was your were you and Rob happy together? We're so happy together. Was he a good man? He was a great man. And uh, did you and he? Uh, well, let me ask you this: um, How old were you when uh, Robbie was born? Twenty-three. Uh, uh, so it was about three years into your marriage, or thereabouts? Yes. Okay. And uh, what's uh, what's the age difference between Robbie and Deanna? Uh, almost three years. Okay. Uh, how old is Deanna now? She's 11. She said she was 10 up there and she was off by a little bit? Yes, she's probably nervous. You, when you and Rob first got married, where were you living? Uh, we were living in Prescott, Arizona. At some point, did uh, you and he move to California? We did. And do you remember when approximately that was? Uh, in 2000. And where did you move? Uh, we moved to Hellendale. Okay. Where, did you live in that same house in Hellendale the entire time that you and he were married? We did. It was our first home. Yes. And uh, how is it that you guys moved from Prescott uh, Helendale. Robert got a job for the railroad. And was it was he working? Uh, what particular yard was he working out of? Most uh, of the time, Barstow. Barstow yard. Can you kind of 
describe, you know, what your home in Hellendale was like? Well, let me start with this. Was it a single family home? Yes. Okay. And uh, was it a, when you guys moved in there, was it a fixer-upper or was it a nice home? Um, we loved our home from the minute we saw it, but we did a lot of work to our home. Landscape. And whole nine yards? Whole nine yards. Okay. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, what was, was there something about that community that you guys liked? You uh, I'd say it's the happiest place on the high desert. It was. Well, was uh, what were some of the advantages to that home for you guys? Uh, there were two lakes. Uh, Rob was a golfer. There was a golf course. There was a, a, a Olympic-sized swimming pool, a clubhouse, uh, that sort of a thing. So... It was, uh, it's called Vacation Where You Live. Okay. And, um, over time, did uh, your and Rob uh, marriage change in some way? It did. And do you recall approximately when things began changing with your relationship? I do. And when was that? Probably in about 2008. Robbie would have been uh, how old? Uh, about five? Yes. So he was in kindergarten at that time? Kindergarten. And uh, Leanna, how old was she? About two then? Yes. And how did your relationship with Rob change? We opened our marriage bed, and it changed the dynamics of um, our sacred bond. Who was it that you initially uh, became involved with in that sense? At the time, just another couple, one other couple. Um, who was that? Dale and Nicole Smith. How did this opening up your marriage and entering into an open marriage affect your relationship with Rob? I don't even know how to explain it. I mean, it just, like I said, our sacred, our sacred bond that we had was broken as soon as we made that choice together. And I can't, I don't even know how to explain it. 
did you, after you started into this type of relationship, uh, you and Rob, with Dale Smith and his wife, Nicole, um, during this time, did you begin drinking more heavily? Yes, that's when, that's when it started. Were you and Rob partying a lot at that time? Mm -hmm. We had um, we had just started to, I guess, our life. That's when things changed for us. We weren't um, we weren't like that before, and I stayed home with the kids, and we just lived quietly and together happily, and then we. Once we opened that door, so much changed in our life. At some point during the time uh, after you opened your relationship and, and began, uh, you and Rob, and becoming involved with Dale Smith and his uh, wife, Nicole, um, did you and Dale become somewhat involved in a, an emotional relationship? Uh, yes, we did. They, they uh, had problems prior to meeting Robert and I, so they, they already had a, a rocky relationship. And uh, it just got worse for them, and I became who, who Dale found to um, um, confide in, depend on, um, that listened to him, and, and um, it was an emotional relationship, yes. Was it necessarily still a sexual relationship, or was it more of an emotional type of It was of an emotional relationship. And... During the time that uh, you and Dale were involved in this relationship, was Rob aware that you were basically involved in this uh, relationship with uh, Dale? Yes, he was. At some point, did Rob have you cut off the relationship with Dale? Yes, he did. Why did that occur? Because Robert didn't want anybody else to know that we um, were, that we opened up our marriage with them. Objection, you're saying Did Robert and you that you weren't supposed to talk about opening up your marriage? Yes. Did, at some point, someone, or did Dale tell someone else about your relations with Dale and Nicole? Did 
you, did someone come to your home and talk about your relationship with Dale and Nicole? Yes. And who was that? Name, uh, her name was Corey. Did she talk to you about it? Um, yes. Yes. And was Rob there when she was talking to the two of you? No. Was Corey a part of this relationship that you had with Dale and Nicole? No. And was there kind of a unwritten rule that you weren't supposed to talk about opening up your marriage with anyone else between you and Rob? Would, um, say that again, please. Sure. Was there some sort of unwritten rule or was there an agreement between you and Rob not to ever discuss that you'd open up your marriage? Yes. Okay. Kind of hesitated. Are you yeah, unsure I'm, what I'm referring to? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Did Rob ever get angry, or did Rob, did you observe Rob get angry because Dale had spoken to someone else who wasn't involved in your relationship with Dale and Nicole? and talk and talk to someone outside that relationship about what you guys have been doing. Had I observed Robert um, getting angry? Yeah. No, Robert didn't um, get angry with anybody. He just um, let me know that um, he was angry about that. And were you did you, after whatever conversation between you and your husband, did you cut off the relationship with Dale? Yes. <clears throat> Were you told to cut off the relationship with Dale? Yes. At some point, did you and Rob get involved with other people who were involved in the open marriages uh, I'll call it for lack of anything else, swing Objection Vegas to the term open Were there other couples that you and Rob became involved with um, sexually? Yes Who were some of the other couples that you and Rob became involved with sexually. Well, let me ask you this. Was it only couples that was involved in this? Was there any single people involved with uh, any rela sexual relationships outside of the marriage between you and Rob? No, not really. Did you have a group of friends that you regularly partied with? Yes. Were these groups of friends that you went on adult-only vacations with? Yes. Were some of these people, were these people part of 
a group that you in, uh, engage in sexual encounters with outside of your marriage to Rob? Yes. Were Jason and Kelly Bernatine one of these couples? Yes. Now, during the course of the interviews that you conducted with the, that were conducted by you, by the police with you, you mentioned a, a number of times that Rob was on the computer a lot. You remember those uh, times you spoke about that? Yes. Rob kind of got a, hooked on watching porn on the computer. Did you feel like at that point in your marriage with Rob that he becoming kind of overly fixated with sex in your opinion? Yes. Let me ask you this, were you? Yes. Do you recall how long it was or when it was that you uh, cut off this emotional relationship that you have with Dale? Do you remember approximately when that occurred? Bad with dates, Richard. Okay. Uh, well, let me put a, um, we know that based on the evidence that's presented here, you may have, uh, Jonathan Bernatine sometime in the summer of 2012. Do you remember how, in proximity to that, that in the summer of 2012 that it was that you and Dale uh, stopped uh, having any contact? Um, Can't remember? I don't remember. Okay. You have difficulty in remembering exact dates of things? Yes. Okay. Now, we've already heard uh, testimony from Jonathan and from your interviews with the police. You met him at Costco, is that right? Yes. Do you remember the first time that you met with him? Uh, what was he wearing? Uh, he was wearing a uh, fire department shirt. And did you know other firefighters? Yes. Okay. Who were some of the other firefighters that you knew? Uh, Jason knew Jonathan, as everyone knows, and... Um, and Dell's also a fireman, so I'm familiar with. Uh, there was a uh, captain uh, that uh, that uh, Jonathan mentioned uh, who he knew from San Bernardino County Fire Department. Did you know that individual also? Um, yes. And who was that captain? Do you remember his name? Roe. Roe? Yes. Was that someone that you knew? Uh, yes, I wasn't very close with him, but he was one of my good friends, uh, ex-husbands. Okay. Do you remember what you and he talked about that first time you met him? Um, 
uh, I asked him if he knew Jason. Yeah, do you remember much else about the conversation or? No, not really. Okay. Did you give him your phone number that first time you met him? No. Okay. Um, do you remember how, how long it was after the first time you met him and it was that you uh, saw him the next time? I don't remember the time, but it was, uh, he had seen me a few other times in, in, the, in the store. I don't remember if it was like a week or a month or I have no idea. Did you eventually give him your phone number? Yes, I did. And um, why? There was a, a, a Halloween party that we were going to, and uh, I had mentioned it, that we were going to this uh, party, asking him if he knew the couple that we were going to this, that was having the party. And it was, it was casual. Um, how he asked, well, can I get your number to, you know, kind of in regards to this party kind of thing. Did he uh, begin calling you or call you any time in that time frame? That same day, that same night. Okay. And uh, did you at some point tell him you were married? Yes, I did. Let me ask you this, when you were working at Costco, did you wear your wedding ring? No, you weren't allowed to. No jewelry? No. Okay. And uh, when you first met him, did you know how old he was? No. Um, do you remember what he told you about himself? What he told me about himself? Did he tell you how long you've been a firefighter? Uh, yes, I I would always ask um, Jason, what's your best story? How was your, you know, what was work? Um, what's your best call or whatever I would say in regards to work. So that's what I, I'd, uh, I know it was in regards to like, what's your best story kind of thing. Um, and uh, Did he tell you how long you've been a firefighter? Um, no. I don't think so. Okay. Not sure. At some point, did you actually ask him how old he was? Yes, he wouldn't tell me. Um, did he tell you why he wouldn't tell you? No, he just wouldn't answer my direct question and it's when it would come to that. Over in 2012 and into 2013, did you continue communicating with Jonathan Hearn? Yes. Did you and what did you and he do when you were talking, or did you get together and meet with him on occasion during that time frame? Yes. Um, and where did you meet? Uh, we would meet at uh, just certain places, uh, like more.
private places and get together and have coffee and talk and and what did you talk about? Uh, gosh, in the beginning it was pretty, pretty simple life and um, talk about your kids. Uh, sure. You talk about your husband. Yes. Um, did he talk about his life, um, his work? Yes. Did he talk about his family at all? Yes. How long after you and he first began talking was it that you actually became involved in a sexual relationship, if you can recall? I can't remember exactly how long, maybe four months, three months. I, I don't remember exactly. Okay. I asked, what did you see? What attracted Jonathan Hearn? You do it with Jonathan Hearn. <clears throat> At first, there was, there was nothing that attracted me to him. Um, um, but over over time, um, he was very smart. His words, um, the way that he um, spoke to me, he was like nobody I'd ever met before. How so? Um... His whole approach to um, just how he spoke, his whole um, opinions and views, and just how he how he thought of life—it was very um, different than um, than any anybody I'd ever met before. It was very um, very intelligent. Uh, I felt like I was with the Human Dictionary. Was he did he talk about his his faith a lot to you during those time periods that you were talking to? You know, um, not in the beginning, no. Let me ask you this. Um, did you go to church on a regular basis? Not at that time, no. Did you have your own beliefs, faith? Absolutely, I did. And did you talk about, um, as the, your relationship with Jonathan progressed, did you talk more and more about uh, religion and your faith? As it progressed, yes. I remember a specific. I remember a specific time. We were already um, uh, 
emotionally attached, involved in a relationship at this point. And I remember um, bringing up, I, I did know that he was, um, he would have religious um, music playing on his phone and such. I remember that, and so I knew that, um, I knew that about him. Um, and I remember asking him about, we, we brought up our faith. And I remember being in tears, coming to tears, but this was well into our, our relationship already. And I didn't even realize it myself how, I guess, bad I felt about my priorities being off at that time in our life. And that was yours and Rob's life? Yes. Once you and Jonathan began talking more and more about their faith and uh, did he just well let me ask you this at some point did Jonathan indicate to you in some way that he knew you and Rob were involved in an open, open marriage say that again did he sure. know did, did Jonathan indicate to you in any way that he was aware you and Rob were involved in an open marriage in the beginning or, or I mean at, at some point in time, did he indicate to you he was aware of you and Rob being involved in an open marriage? Um, I remember uh, the one time after that, uh, being at Beef O'Brady's, and when he saw our group, he said, "You can you can tell from you know just you guys walking in, you know." Um, who you guys are, how you guys act, kind of thing. Um, no, he never told me that. Um, besides, besides that time, I, I can't remember. I don't know what. You're okay, that's fine. If you're not understanding me, just say you don't understand. I don't me. understand. Sorry. Okay. Um. Well. Come back to this a little bit, but why did you become involved with Jonathan? And initially, uh, an emotional or, or an extramarital affair. How did? Why did you do that? Why did you become involved with him? There's no right answer to say to that. I don't know. Um, the attention that he um, pursued on me, um, the, the attention he showed me, was um, very different than anything I'd ever, um, or that I, I guess I should say, what I was getting at that moment in my that time in my life. I don't know why I pursued a relationship with him. 
was there something about your relationship with Jonathan that you felt you needed? Apparently there was, and at that time it became our sacred relationship and um, and I guess that's now looking at it what I was lacking in my life in my marriage well, let me ask you this during the time that you were involved with Jonathan did he make you feel like you were was it dedicated solely to you Oh, absolutely he did. Did that make you feel special to him? Yes, I was very... Um, uh, taken by um, his um, affection toward me. Now, at some point, did you actually tell... Jonathan, that you and Rob were involved in an open relationship? Over time, I didn't at first. He was a pretty critical um, type of personality, black and white, totally. And uh, I didn't feel comfortable at first telling him really my life at all. But at some point, you did open up to him and tell him? Yes. During the, the time that you and, and uh, Jonathan were involved in your, your extramarital affair with him, an actual sexual relationship, did he express guilt or some type of uh, angst over the relationship that the two of you were in? Okay, I mean, I've understood angst. Um, I'll back that up. Did Jonathan uh, ever indicate to you or during the course of your relationship um, some feeling of guilt as a result of the relationship that the two of you were involved in? Did he feel guilty? Or did he show guilt to me? Yes. Yes. And how did that occur? In what form? We would... We would discuss it. Um, well, did you know, we've seen some, uh, heard some of the tapes, and we've the text messages in between you. Was there a situation where you basically you guys were having to pray to resolve yourself? With over time, it became very, um, it turned into a spiritual, along with, um, you know, uh, it, it became very um, spiritually based. Everything was through prayer between him and I. Um, he brought in... Um, wanting me to memorize scripture and Bible verses uh, uh, just was very knowledgeable about um, the Bible and um, it, it be, and that, that ended up becoming um, what played into it heavily 
Uh, you talked about the Beefo Brady uh, encounter. Had you told Jonathan you were going to be there that night? Yes. Were you actually surprised when uh, he was there? No. At that point, had you already, you and he already engaged in a sexual relationship by the time the uh, of the Beefo Brady concert occurred? Yes. And, and going back, I didn't, um, I wasn't sure actually if he was going to be there or not, but I did. Um, it was somebody that I worked with, and there were a lot of people going um, from, from work that I brought from um, home, my family, all my friends. And your husband was with you? Yes, Robert was there. Now, was that? Before Robert found out that you were involved with it in a, uh, a relationship with Jonathan, uh, before Brady, or was yes, it after? Before. before. How long after you guys went to Beefo Brady's and uh, he met Jonathan there, was it that Rob found out that you and uh, Jonathan were involved? I don't remember. Okay. Um, was it the same month, if you remember? I don't remember. At some point, did you and Rob uh, talk about your involvement? And we're talking in 2013. Did Rob confront you about your involvement with Jonathan? After he found out, he found my phone. And um, what was on your phone that he observed? Text messages and poetic um Texts just poetic, yeah. Um, that Jonathan had been writing me. Okay. And did you and Robert uh, discuss this and uh, in your involvement with him? In that very moment, or over time? Well, let's start with what happened right after Rob found all this stuff from Jonathan on your phone. <laughs> called him. Were you present when Robert talked to uh, Jonathan? Yes, I was. What did you hear Robert say? Objection here, sir. Did you hear the conversation between Robert and Jonathan? Yes. Uh, well, I'm going to stop there. Did Robert do this on the speakerphone, or was this uh, Robert holding the phone up to his ear and talking to him? Robert was holding the phone up to his ear. And uh, was Robert, based on what you observed of Robert's demeanor, was he angry? He wasn't happy. Did he do anything with your phone after he finished talking to Jonathan? Yeah, he broke my phone. After he had broken your phone, what happened next? Um, he went and bought me a new phone. 
same day? The next morning. Did you guys do anything else besides him buying you a new phone? We meet up. upset and he wanted to know who who this guy was and what what was so special about him and I told him that Jonathan had dedicated a book to me and that I didn't know and I'm sorry did Robert tell you never to see him again? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Did you continue to see Jonathan after Robert told you not to? Yes. just his fault. I was in a way at that time I guess just addicted to his attention. Well we've heard you mentioned the fact that you were drinking. Do you think that you have an issue with some substance addiction type of thing or addiction? Absolutely I do. But Jonathan kind of like I didn't feel like that at the time, but I was in my addiction. Despite Rob asking you or telling you not to see him again, you continued seeing them, is that right? And that's from 2013 on. Is that yes? Yes, there was there was um, moments of, of breaks, um, and I don't remember those dates or times or how long actually um, they lasted, but not that long. Now we saw uh, that one photograph with Jonathan holding up a, a letter uh, with a look on his face, sad look on his face. Is that a picture he sent to you? No. I've never seen that picture before. Did you actually receive that letter? If you recall. Um, I don't know what letter that was, so I'm not sure. 
have been marked as People's Exhibit 66. A photograph that's in the front of People's Exhibit 66. Do you recognize that photograph at all? No. Uh, turn the second page, and if you could review to yourself uh, the letter that's uh, attached to that photograph and see if uh, you remember receiving that at any time. I don't remember. He'd written me lots of letters. Does that one look familiar to you? <coughs> Probably. Remember when that was uh, sent to you? No. If it was. Do you know for certain you ever received it? No. After Rob found out, you and I, he, uh, he made up, did Rob ever ask you why you were seeing him or what the reason was for seeing him? Yes. And did you explain it to Rob why? Yes. Did Rob indicate to you that you know, he need, realized that maybe he needed to make some changes in your lifestyle, the two of you? That what? That sure. Did you indicate to Rob that there was something about Jonathan that it met your needs in some way? Yes. Okay. What was it that you told Rob about Jonathan that you felt you needed to continue in the relationship with him with, or why you were involved in the relationship with him. What did I tell what did what did I tell Rob? Yes. That I needed? Did you explain to Rob what Jonathan what the reason for being involved with Jonathan was? He wanted to know what was what was the deal with this guy and I told him that he was very charming and I told him about um, 
things that um, why I was in a relationship with this guy and and at, uh, at another point in time I had told Robert that we needed to seek help that, that I, I couldn't quite explain why um, I went outside of our life with him. But, Did um, you and Robert, uh, were you telling, asking Robert to go see counseling, marital counseling? Yes. And did you do that? No. Did Rob have issues with being willing to uh, seek help in that area? Yes. Was it something that he was against? During the relationship you were engaged in with Jonathan, did you and he discuss having a future together? Yes. What was the future that you and he talked about? I definitely um, listened to his goals and dreams in life and uh, fantasized with him a lot. was also living a fantasy on the other end of the spectrum as well with Robert. On the one hand, you were living the, the fantasy of a perfect marriage with Robert and then the fantasy of a future with Jonathan. I guess so. I I I played into um, dreams and and um, uh, ideas and thoughts and um, life with this guy, but I had a life of my own as well. So it was hard to explain today, that's for sure. In your mind, the best of both worlds? Yes, I had the best of both worlds, but not really. At the time, it felt like I did, I guess. I don't know. 
Did you Scott? Excuse me. Did you discuss leaving Rob with Jonathan? Yes, I guess I did. Yes. Was that part of the playing into the fantasies? Yes. Were you at any time seriously really considering leaving Rob? No. Why not? I couldn't imagine my life without Rob. Why? Because I loved him. I remember during the course of the interviews you said he was your best bud. He was my best bud. Your relationship with Rob, even though you're married and you were having your difficulties, mm-hmm. he was still your best friend. Absolutely, he was. And he was your partner with your children. Absolutely, he was a good dad. I never said he wasn't ever. Was he? Although we all have our shortcomings, I know I do. Was he a good man? He was a great man. Do you recall when you and Jonathan began communicating uh, through Gmail? Yes, I remember, but I don't remember what what uh, the dates on that. Were these accounts that, uh, your accounts that they that uh, were read off? Uh, were those accounts that you actually set up? No. Who set up those accounts? Jonathan did. Did you and he communicate through Gmail um, to each other? Yes. Were you sending uh, emails back and forth on the same account, or were you sending them from one account to the other? You know, Richard, he told me how to do it, um, what to do, and yeah, it was, I think, to, like, I guess to the same sender. In other words, would he post an email, you go on it, read it, and respond to that email that was posted on the same account? Or write uh, another email to yourself on that same account for him to read? I can't remember how exactly it went, but something like that, yeah. Okay. Why were you guys communicating via Gmail? To not be... So you can find out... Uh, so Robert wouldn't see my messages. Were you trying to hide your relationship with Jonathan still that you were still involved in from Robert still? Yes. At some point, did Robert find the Gmail account? Yes, I left my, my phone open and he found it. Was that um, 
sometime around March of 2014. I don't remember when exactly it was. Well, it was before Jonathan had brought over the burner phone to you. Would that be accurate? Yes. Jacob and Joshua, um, my nephew's wife Jordan, um, Jason and Kelly, Nikki and Ed, Nancy and Dax, Robert and I, um, I know those were, those were my people. Um, and when you arrived, you saw Jonathan there? Yeah. And he was uh, with some other people. Did you know the people Jonathan was with? No. Robert, Jason and Kelly, Nikki and Ed, Nancy and Dax, my nephew Joshi. You guys in a van? Suburban. Okay. Uh, did anything uh, occur as you were leaving the uh, people braided? We'd had a lot to drink, so. What happened? Uh. Uh, blashing and misbehaving. Was it you or was it somebody else in your party? It was Kelly. Did she do that when she uh, had a little bit too much to drink? Yes. I can't remember exactly how that worked. It may have been either way. I'm not sure. Do you um, remember what you guys were emailing each other about? The same kind of things that we would text each other about, you know, um, uh, you know, the lovey, mushy uh, kind of things. 
or just be in touch with each other or just you know it was a line of communication at any time when you were communicating on these gmail messages between you and Jonathan did you and he ever have communications about him poisoning Robert absolutely not no did you know anything about Jonathan researching things about arsenic poisoning? No. Did you know that he was planning on trying to put arsenic poison in anything for your husband? No. Did he ever, in April, March, April, May, June, July, into August of 2014, did he ever provide you with any vanilla wafer banana pudding to give to Robert? No. Did you know he was researching anything about how long it would take to obtain uh, the proceeds from a life insurance policy? No. Did you know that he researched as to settlement with BNSF Railroad? No. I had no idea. Now, in 2014, you sent Jonathan the Valentine's card. Do you remember seeing that? Uh, yes. And you talked about having a future with him. What did you mean by that? Today, I don't know what I meant by that, but then I was just <laughs> caught up in, in, uh, in dreaming with him, I guess, in, in a fantasy uh, state of mind. I guess. Now, did he ever talk to you about this house he was going to build? Ah, uh, yes. And do you remember when he first talked about that? No. Probably. Uh, not that long uh, into our relationship, I'm sure he had um, filled me in on his. Uh, he'd always had these big plans, you know, always. Did he ever uh, take you out to a piece of property that he owned and show it to you? Uh, there was one, there were two different occasions. There was one um, occasion where he had, he just said he had to go drive by uh, one of his properties to go see it, it had rained and he wanted to see how the, 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 the dirt or the mud slid on this piece of property that he had. Drainage. Drainage, yeah. Okay. I guess, and then um, there was another um, occasion where um, I had um, an appointment out in that area, and uh, he had picked me up, and uh, and we, that's where we had gone, just one of our, you know, times together, but it wasn't anything besides that's just a place where we had gone one other time. 
March of 2014, did Robert come across the Gmail communications between you and Jonathan? Um, in March? Um, he had come across them. I can't remember exactly when that was, but he had he had come across them, yes. Or and, uh, okay, sorry, go ahead. Uh, just, yeah, the... He discovered that you and John were commuting by email? Yes. Okay. And uh, was it after Robert had found out about these, these emails between you and John or found them that uh, Jonathan then supplied you with uh, a quote-unquote burner phone. Yes. And uh, did he attempt to give you more than one phone during the, that time frame? Uh, yes. Um, how did he go about doing that? Uh, there, were, there was um, a time where he, he, I didn't even know that he was in my, my area where... Uh, in Silver Lakes and he said that he had been out there and that he placed a phone in a um, whatever it is I don't know if it's what are those things in the ground where like you can lift up the, the it was on our property um, water meter box probably something like that or water main he had said he brought me a phone and then he put it in there and did you go out and find the phone yes um, did You know, I didn't remember it it not working, but I I, I do recall there being some kind of um, service issues. Um, Did he ultimately give you uh, the one that uh, you uh, you told the police to locate in your where to locate your residence today? You were arrested in yeah. 2014. Yes. Why? Did he give you this burner phone? Objection speculation. Well, was it after Robert found the Gmail? Yes. Was it so that during the, you guys could still begin, continue to communicate with each other without Robert knowing? Yes. And again, once Robert found the Gmail, did he tell you to stop seeing John? Yes. Did not for long. I did, but not for long. Again, why go back to seeing this man when you know your husband doesn't want you to? Something that had you oh, there was going something. back to Jonathan time after time after your husband told you not to, Sabrina. Why? Something that he 
provided you with that you felt you weren't getting from your husband? What's the reason? Well, looking back today, that there was obviously um, uh, a void, I guess, for me. Um, and uh, and at this at this time, Jonathan had definitely um, played into um, bringing this whole new um, light of um, I'm going to say uh, guilt into um, into my mind and into my heart kind of how things were going for me on the party end of my life and he would pray with me and um, be very um, uh, just caring and um, spiritually uh, focused and I, I Well, during the course of your relationship with him and with regards to your your relationship, and let's be honest, by 2014, he obviously knew about the lifestyle you and your husband were leading, right? Uh, yes, okay. to, to an extent. Okay. Did he... create a sense of guilt in the way that you and your husband were living. Absolutely, he did. How? Um, oh, there were... Gosh. There were lots of different things that, that he would do. Um, he just made me feel bad um, all the way around. And when I would back off or, you know, think, don't need that, you know. Um, he would come in in a whole different way, um, in a loving um, way that he just made me feel like I needed this prayer, I needed this um, this love, and uh, kind of hooks you back in. Absolutely. Now, there was a lot of talk about, uh, testimony by Jonathan, about God's purpose, living for God's purpose. What did that mean to you? Uh, that went on for a long time, uh, God's purpose. That's, that's where he started with me, really, was God's, God's purpose for me uh, that turned into... Uh, you know, just a lot of um, scripture, a lot of biblically-based. Um, he would kind of angle it to um, to work out for his benefit, looking, looking back. Um, he would bring in God's purpose in, in lots of different ways and then imply it to my life, um, his life, um, us, us meeting, knowing one another, um, coming together. God's purpose um, was always um, a big, a big um, 
topic a big um, how I guess how we spoke a lot. Well, what did that mean to you? What was what did that mean to you? Or was this part of his way of uh, talking to you? Because I've heard that term before, living for God's purpose. To you, what did that mean? Um, I was so mixed up at that time, obviously. Um, at that time, what did God's purpose mean? Yes. I guess I was. What did God's purpose mean? Um, I guess I wanted to find um, God more than I had had been. Um, did you feel at that time somewhat? How I put it, somewhat spiritually adrift? Absolutely. And you think that Jonathan was trying to guide you with regards to your your view and your your spirituality and your view of your life? Just from leaving this day. Do you feel in some ways that uh, your discussions with Jonathan uh, affected uh, your view with regards to your, your purpose, your spiritual purpose? Do you feel that your discussions with Jonathan in any way affected your views? Yes. How so? Um, really, he changed. He changed a lot of my my views. Just kind of um, placing them more into his his kind of views and. Um, And it just felt, I don't know, they were enlightening. Um, and um, they made sense to me at the time. Did you feel at that time that you needed to have more, to be more spiritually centered? Absolutely, I was searching for something, obviously, but, um, and that's how I felt at the time, yes. Now, did you have discussions with Rob about some of these feelings that you were having after this involvement with Jonathan? Yes, I did. And um, was Rob interested in pursuing this path with you? No, Rob was Rob was very busy with with work and and um, and he was he was happy with how we were living and it um, it didn't tie into to church or anything like that so it was more of a need that you had? It was. And at one time, Robert and I definitely walked in uh, hand in hand in faith and um, with our personal um, relationship 
with the Lord, Robert and I together. Um, and we just... Somewhere it went wrong. We lost that way. Uh, now, uh, turn your attention to May of 2014. Uh, specifically May 23rd of 2014. There's been uh, evidence presented during the course of this trial that you had two fairly lengthy conversations with Jonathan um, on that date. Okay. Do you remember those conversations? Not at all. Okay. And you heard the uh, evidence with regards to uh, one of the calls originating from the Mettler to Edison area. There was a testimony yesterday with regards to the cell phone expert. Remember that? Yeah. Okay. And then there was another call from to Hatch the um, Rosamond area. A lengthy call uh, between you and Jonathan uh, on that date also. Oh, okay. Um, yes. Okay. And you, that was from the cell phone expert. Okay, yes. Okay. Do you remember where Jonathan had been that weekend or that those days uh, prior to that, uh, uh, those calls? Um, I do remember him um, having a, a training that he went to. And do you recall what the subject matter of the conversations you had with him on the May 23rd, those two different conversations, what you guys were talking about? Um, no, I do remember um, him telling me about his, his training a little bit um, and also uh, where he had been, um, how pretty it was where he was, um, that... It was close to the to the ocean, and and um, him just telling me about his his weekend or whatever date he went his time. Did he tell you where he was when you were talking to that talking to him? Uh, no, not that I remember. Okay. At some point, um, did you you and he stop talking, or was there a breakup in the service? If you recall, I have no idea. Be safe to say you don't really remember what the contents of either conversation was? No. Were you telling him how to locate Robert's workplace on that day? No. Had you previously told him approximately where Rob's shop, the shop wasn't the Ashby? I had um, told him about um, Robert's work up in Tachapi and his workplace up in Tachapi. And I don't remember what when I did that or um, specifically why um, I had told him if he had asked me or how it went, but nothing that was out of our normal, I mean, I, I told him every detail of my life. I told him always um, what was going on, um, where where Rob was, because those were times where we talked or and or saw one another. So he always knew 
Um, and he knew details of everything about me and my life, fortunately. So you got, got to the point where you trusted him to disclose some of your deepest, darkest secrets, so to speak? Yes. And you told him about everything about your life and Rob, your life with Rob? Yes and no. Um, he was a pretty critical uh, guy, so I did not um, tell him details of if, you know, it was a wild weekend. I would just, we made it, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm back, I, you know, um, from whatever trip we went on or whatever we were doing, but I wouldn't um, go into detail of, um, of things that I knew he was going to criticize um, me or Robert or and then sometimes you know um, but I mean he did know many details of my life most everything but I would leave some things out and you talked about the kids on occasion talked about the kids often always because they were first and foremost in your mind Absolutely. Throughout the summer of 2014, were you and Jonathan still using the burner phone to, to uh, speak with one another? Um, the summer of 2014? Yes, ma'am. Yes, sure. And did you talk to him and send him text messages on a daily basis? Yes, I did. What were you guys talking about all the time? Oh, gosh. We talk about anything and everything. Everyday life? Yes. And was a lot of it... Uh, a lot of Jonathan's uh, communications with you, either through text messages or during your phone conversations, where a lot of it was also uh, about getting right with God and uh, talk and prayer. Always. Did Jonathan? Um, his feelings about the affair that you and he were having. He ever expressed to you that he was feeling guilty or those types of things? We had discussed that, yes. Were you feeling guilty about your affair with Jonathan? Yes, I would. But you continued with it anyway? Yes. By 2014, Yes. Did you still love your husband? Yes, I did. 
willing to give up your life with Rob to be with Jonathan? No. Why not? the best of both worlds right there. I didn't, I guess I didn't want to give up either one of them. Robert left for work? Yes. That was a normal happenings. And uh, when you first called Jonathan, do you remember where he was at? First time you called him that morning? Um, I guess he was at work from what um, evidence shows what he said. He was at work. Yeah, he was coming home from work, I guess. You remember calling him uh, a while later that morning? Yes. Okay. And you recall calling him around uh, somewhere around about uh, the early afternoon? Uh, yes. Okay. And you talked to him for a number of uh, minutes, is that right, in all those calls? Is that yeah? Yes. Do you remember what you were talking about? It was all normal um, prayer. Um, I remember praying with him before he went to sleep, before we hung up, and um, and also later that same day, that same night, praying when we hung up. Did you text him or call him after you found out about Rob having been killed? <laughs> After I um, found out about Robert, such a blur. Just um, I know that I did text him and let him know um, what had happened, but through all these text messages that are recorded, that um, so many, I don't remember that at the time, but. Obviously, they happened, so I really don't remember. There was a lot uh, going on, and it's like a whirlwind. What did you do when you were told Robert had been killed? What did I do? Yes, I dropped to my knees started crying. Do you remember talking to Detective Meyer early morning hours of uh, August 18th when he called you at home? Uh, after I heard that, yes, I do. Yeah. Prior to the BNSF 
employees showing up to your house, were you aware that Robert had been killed? No. Did you and Jonathan at all that day ever talk about him killing Robert? No. Were you aware at that time that Jonathan had killed Robert? No. After Robert passed away, um, did you, were you the one who began the process of having his life insurance uh, taken care of? Okay, I'm sorry, say that again. Sure. Were you the one who uh, contacted the life insurance company with regards to Robert's death? Uh, no. Did uh, your sister take care of that for you? Julie did, yes. With regards to the um, BNSF, uh, did you contact them regarding medical benefits for, for the kids? Uh, they had contacted me, and there were um, a lot of people helping me, and... Um, you know, letting me know, you know, um, benefits that were, that were, um, that were in, that were available to the kids and I, um, all that came to me, people, uh, paperwork, benefit packages, and, um, my thing, we were cut off, our insurance, our health insurance was cut off. Uh, so that was my main concern as far as any kind of uh, thing with the railroad. That was my main concern was the health insurance. Now we've uh, heard from uh, Mr. Flatten with regards to this. Did you contact them about a settlement uh, as a result of uh, Robert uh, being killed at work? No. It was in regards to the health insurance. I'd let him know, you know, I need to figure out, you know, what to do as far as our uh, benefits go for... Did you talk insurance. to them about, uh, anyone about a settlement? Uh, anyone? From BNSF. Um, they would, they, everybody was, you know, around. Um, BNSF workers would say things to me, but I never... Um, that wasn't a topic of any of my conversations ever brought up or anything that I ever cared. It wasn't an issue, uh, something that I brought up to anybody, no. Now, with regards to the um, life insurance uh, money that you did receive for uh, as a result of Robert's death, yes. what did you do with that money? Um, uh, I put it in a, um, there's, there's some that I put into a fund for, um, for savings for the kids and each of the kids have an account and, um, we've gone through a lot. We've moved, um, I paid off anything that we had, um, pending and, Living expenses? Living expenses. Um, 
Now, you sold the house up in Silver Lakes at some point. Is that right? Yes. When did you sell the house in Silver Lakes? Um, after all of this had, had come out and there was media exposure and uh, changed our life for forever, obviously. So I needed to um, relocate Robbie and Leanna. At some point, had you taken them out of uh, school and they were being homeschooled? Yes. Why'd you do that? There was so much um, turmoil, um, harassment, um, and I just wanted to protect the kids. So. Now, when you sold the house up in Silver Lakes, did you make any money off of it? Um. About $17,000 was the um, profit. And what did you do with that money? Um, I paid off uh, my car. And the house, uh, now did you purchase your residence in Camarillo? No. Are you renting that? Yes. Do you get uh, some type of uh, annuity funds or anything from the railroad for the kids? Yes, we get um, uh, railroad retirement until Robbie's 19, I believe. And um, do uh, the money that you get, is some of that going uh, into the kids' savings, or are you using that to live on? Uh, that's just to live on. It's just enough to, to live out there. Pay the rent? Yes. Other necessities? It is expensive where we move to, yes. Kids happy out there now? Yes, they are. Now, on the day um, the robber was killed, in the afternoon, were you texting Jonathan or calling him and he wasn't responding? the 17th? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Um, was I texting him? Or calling him? Uh, yes. Um, were you and he going to try to get to see each other that day or not? We had, we had talked about it, but um, it wasn't going to work out. So he had said to make sure that I called him to wake him up so I could talk to him again before Robert came home. And uh, was that later in the evening when you finally got through to him? Yes. Okay. Was that before you found out Robert had been killed? Yes. Okay. Now, um, do you recall what you, some of the things you were doing that day? Um... I was getting Robbie and Leanna ready for the first day of school and just kind of unwinding from uh, from the weekend and just getting things um, put together for for the kids next day. Did you go see your mom? Uh, yes. Okay. Do you remember uh, texting Rob and telling him you were uh, going to see your mom? Yes. Do you remember texting him later saying you were worried about him? Yes. 
do you remember texting him later uh, that uh, Leanna wanted to say goodnight to give you a call? Yes. <laughs> Did you in between also try to contact Rob by calling him? Yes. You tried multiple times? Yes. Did he ever respond to you uh, and talk to you? I had spoken to him that day. Had that been earlier before when he was out on a call, or was that? Uh, yes. But you called him a number of times when he hadn't gotten home? Uh, yes. Were you expecting him home? Yes. Jonathan didn't call you back or text you during that afternoon and in the early evening uh, of uh, August 17th? No, not until I uh, spoke with him in the evening time. Now, when Detective Meyer contacted you in the early morning hours on August 18th, approximately, I think it was about one or two in the morning. Do you remember speaking with him? Yes. Okay, you remember hearing that conversation? Yes. And um, he asked you if you or Rob were involved in any extramarital affairs. Is that right? Yes, he did. And you told him no. Is that right? Yes. Why? Because I was embarrassed. I didn't... Um, that's something that Robert and I didn't want exposed anyways. Um, and I just felt like that was a, uh, a embarrassing, personal, private uh, lifestyle that I didn't want known. Well, were you trying to protect your husband's reputation somewhat? Yes. Why? along with my own um, because that's not how I wanted Rob to be known at all. Was a part of the, the lifestyle that you guys were living uh, with your, your group, was it part of it? Was it you just didn't talk outside the group about your lifestyle? Yes. Jonathan started coming over to your house, house fairly short, shortly after your husband had been killed. Is that right? Yes. He didn't um, 
really take no for an answer. There was a, in the beginning, I remember um, letting him know that I don't know, um, you know, what was going to happen, that I needed to um, get myself together, and I hadn't even processed what was going on at all. But you were, you came over, you were talking to him on the phone. The burner phone still, right? Um, yes. One that he gave you. Yes, yes. You were continuing to talk to him on that phone. Yes. Robert's no longer around. Why are you still talking to him on that phone? Um... That was the phone that we had used. Um, I know that I had um, talked to him as well on my on my landline, um, and when he started um, coming around, he started letting me know um, his takes on his you know um, feelings on. Um, on all of this that I should um, definitely keep our our relationship um, hidden. Why? Because he, he had told me that, um, you know, just the dangers of, of what could happen um, when an affair is exposed, um, how the how the police think and how they work. Um, and um, I remember him letting me know that uh, he had spoken with someone um, in regards to what happened with Rob, and they had um, here. said something. Here. <clears throat> I'm being offered for the truth of matter, sir, Your Honor, being offered to show her state of mind. Referring to um, the wife having um, something to do with um, with when when the husband's gone, um, he had said he'd he'd heard rumors about that. Um, that um, I don't know. There was some railroader that he had that was a neighbor, I believe, of, of Parker's or, or somebody that he was speaking to. And that, um, and I said, why, why would they, why would they say that about me? So he kind of, he just started s scaring me, I guess, um, with, uh, with how, um, it could be portrayed and um, lead back to him you uh, yes him and I and he'd also mentioned that um, Parker had acted um, funny to him and nice question Mr. Chair thank you we've heard a lot of these these conversations um there are a number of times where you were talking to Jonathan about information you were getting from Detective Meyer. 
remember that? Yes. Those times where you were talking to him about uh, the DNA and the uh, photographs and the motorcycle information and the video from the uh, pilot gas station. Yes. Every time you brought up some of these things, and, and I, I think it was Detective Rutledge mentioned it during one of your interviews, that it sounded like Jonathan was sounding a little panicked. Do you remember that uh, qu those questions from uh, Detective Rutledge when you were interviewed that third time yes. on the 20th of November? Yes. Did you Well let me ask this why were you talking to Jonathan about the investigation? Um, he in, in the very beginning I mean he wanted to know everything. He wanted to know everything that was going on and I I told him. I trusted him. I felt the time like um in a way that he was protecting protecting us, protecting me. Um, I believed him. Um, you believe in him, or did you believe him? I believed in him, and I did believe him, because I didn't want to believe that Jonathan had anything to do with Robert's murder. Was that because you loved him? Yes. Do you think that you ignored what could have been possible warning signals some of those conversations that Jonathan might be involved? Objection leading. Well, did you, based on those conversations, and ever begin to have some doubts about whether or not Jonathan was involved in Robert's death? There were times where it felt weird, um, things he was saying um, or acting, but I didn't want to believe that that could be possible. Is it a situation where you do this uh, thing where you if something frightens you or you don't feel comfortable with you just shut yourself off? Objection leading. Well, what do you do when it's something that you don't feel comfortable with or something that frightens you? What's your typical response? I block it out. Uh, I have I had a lot of responses how I dealt with things back then. I would just not not really deal with it kind of did that also with your relationship with Robert in some ways too? Yes. And the way you were living with the, the way the two of you were living? I drank a lot. Sort 
synthesize yourself. Yes. Did Jonathan encourage you to talk to him whenever you uh, got information from Detective Meyer or some of the other officers involved in this case? Objection leading. Did Jonathan ever ask you to talk to him about the case? Objection leading. Talk to who? To him. Did Jonathan ever ask you? That's okay. Did Jonathan ever ask you to talk to him about the case and keep him advised? Objection leading. Well, as to the last part, keep him advised, sustained. Did Jonathan ever ask you to talk to him about the case? Yes. And were there times where he would be talking to you on the phone and say that he wanted to talk to you in person? Yes. And when he came to talk to you in person, what did you talk about? Um, when we would meet in person, it was more of just like he was there and he just made me feel better. Um, and we would talk about the police and how they, how they work and he filled my mind with lots of fear and lots of um, doubt of, at the time, what was obviously wrong. Um, I wish that I would have um, been honest about how we were living and what was really going on, but I was convinced that that was, uh, that was not the thing to do. Did he... One more question. Did he make you feel like you shouldn't trust Detective Meyer and the work he was doing? Yes, he did. Good afternoon, Ms. Lomone. Good afternoon. Um, Ms. Lomone, uh, there was testimony from uh, Jonathan Hearn that you and he had conversations that were somewhat dark when you were discussing uh, Robert. Uh, remember that testimony? Yes, I do. Did you ever have ever say or have any comments about Robert that were dark or, or negative in the conversations with Jonathan? Uh, Did you ever have any conversations of that nature with Jonathan Hearn? I could never paint Robert to be dark. Um, ever. Even if I tried to, I couldn't. Robert was not a dark um, kind of man. Um, what I did um, share with Jonathan was um, my life, 
Um, and he definitely took his time, I would say, to pick it apart. Uh, and uh, I guess paint his own dark picture. Um, I, uh, I can't say that our priorities were right. So um, I know there were things that I had mentioned to Jonathan about Robert um, in regards to um, him being preoccupied, him, um, you know, I guess his priorities. But my priorities played the same um, role as Robert's. It's not like um, his were so much off and mine weren't. Um, so that dark um, picture that he said that I painted of my husband, no way did I paint a dark picture of Rob, ever. Even though you know he was wanted to stay, remain involved in the, the your open marriage and your escapades with your other friends. Uh, yes. Even though but, he was, according to you, your husband was spending a lot of time on the computer, going over porn. That isn't. Uh, you didn't feel that that made you feel like Robert was in some ways uh, a dark, or made you have ill feelings towards Robert. Not dark. Robert wasn't dark. Robert was, um, Robert was happy, Robert was energetic, Robert was hardworking, um, Robert was fun, Robert was not dark, those are not dark, uh, Robert, I couldn't paint Robert to be dark even with our um, our definite um, character defects. And how would you describe yourself and um, your personality? Robert and I were um, we got along so well because we were um, we were very much um, alike. We were very um, compatible. Uh, we both were energetic. We both um, loved life and people and um, and just were a lot alike. We really were. Now, um, after Robert was killed, you spent a lot of time talking to Jonathan Hearn and texting him and Well, I wasn't really given um, uh, a, a break, an, an opportunity. I don't know how to describe that time in my life because 
was such a surreal um, time for me. Um, and Jonathan ended up feeling to me to, um, he felt like um, he was going to care for me and that he was, um, um, he was like my, he felt like my rock at that moment in time for whatever reasons I just felt, um, he, he is what I, um, what I held on to, I guess. During this time from the time you've known, in fact, you've known Jonathan all that time, did you believe that Jonathan was capable of killing Robert? No, I did not. Why not? Um, I guess a lot of reasons, but I just felt like um, he was a good good man. I felt like he was a good guy and um, that there was just no way that his character fit um, someone that could do a violent act like murder, like killing someone. I just didn't think he could. Did you believe he was a, a godly man? I did, very much so. Did that affect your ability to to believe that he was capable of, of having committed this crime? Absolutely, it did. notes um, that the police found uh, when they searched Jonathan's house and specifically the uh, ones that were they found in the, the tan shorts uh, in the laundry basket. Have you ever seen those notes before? I never seen any of those notes that were that were placed into evidence. Most most of not. At least as far as the ones that yep. uh, were in his home? Yes. The ones in his home or in the pocket. I never seen those before. And the the snow globe that uh, Mr. Smith put into evidence uh, at the end of the day yesterday was that something that you gave to Jonathan? Yes. You remember when you gave it to him? Um, I had given it to him as a Christmas gift. Was that uh, Christmas of two thousand thirteen? Yes. I believe so. Okay. The, there's an inscription on it, and it says, Love, Sabrina. Is that something that you had done and gave to him? Yes. Did you, did he ever give you any gifts? He gave me lots of gifts. Was that during the entire course of your uh, relationship with him? Yes. What types of gifts had Jonathan given you? Oh, um, he would give me gifts that were um, so 
thought thought out and thoughtful um, and very detailed lots of writing um, just very um, deep um, thoughtful gifts from like my favorite flower seed to plant um, in a gift basket with watering can like just just very thought out deep gifts um, he gave me jewelry um, wrote lots of things on my car um, he did a lot of things sounds like he was very charming and, and uh, very charming individual yes yeah, very charming was that part of the, the attraction that, that kind of attention to you that uh, in Cause you to uh, become uh, enamored with it. That was the attraction. talking to, to uh, Jonathan and, and uh, he was saying to you um, well they could have taken that video of me anywhere do you remember him uh, riding my motorcycle or do you remember that? Yeah. Do you remember asking him why would Detective Meyer do that? I had asked him that um, more than once. I had asked him that. He said that that's it's part of uh, how how cops do things. Um, it's part of what they could do. Um, he just filled my mind with all these things that that um, how investigation works um, and. And I, I did think it was weird that he had said that it, it could be him in the video. And I said, well, it's not you in the video, but... Um, well, did you convince yourself? Yes, I did. In looking at that video that it wasn't him? Uh, now, looking back, yes, I did. Um, and in that moment, yes, I did. I wouldn't... I wouldn't allow that in fully. Like, I hadn't even really processed what had happened to Robert. If you knew that Jonathan killed your husband, would you have been involved in a relationship with him after your husband was killed? No. Would you have allowed a man like that if you knew that he killed your husband to be around your children? No. 
jurisdiction leaving room for surrogate. Would you allow someone that would kill your husband around your children? No. Absolutely not. Why not? Because I wouldn't allow that. That's horrible. That's dangerous. That's my, that would be putting Robbie and Leanna in danger. Do you ever intentionally put your children in danger? No. I would not. What do your children mean to you? They mean the world to me. When you first spoke with uh, Detective Rutledge and Trevino in Boron, throughout the uh, interrogation, you kept saying, there's no way, I can't believe it. Were you still in denial as to the possibility that Jonathan would have killed Rob? Uh, yes. When you were transported from Boron to uh, Bakersfield, um, were there discussions between you and the officer who was uh, transporting you about the need to talk to Detective Meyer? The whole entire way he talked to me and told me that I need to talk to Detective Meyer, and that was my only way. During the course of the interrogations, uh, well, especially on the first one, the uh, detective, Trevino uh, uh, Rutledge, told you it was a death penalty case. Is that right? Uh, you remember that? They told me so many things. Uh, yes, it was um, a very serious case, obviously. When you were talking to Detective Meyer, you still, throughout that interrogation, continued to deny to believe or not believe that Jonathan was the one who killed Robert. Why were you still denying that Jonathan could have done that? I guess my, my, my guilt of being in a relationship with him, um, I didn't want it to be him at all. I don't know. Did you begin to believe it could have been him? There were, there were multiple things that were, um, That I would think that I would that made me think um, that were weird, of course, you know. But I just when I would see him or 
talk to him, he just made me feel better. And I didn't believe it. You continue to believe that Jonathan wasn't capable of doing that? I did not believe he was capable of doing that. Then when you talked to Detective Rutledge and Torino again on November 20th, at that point you told them that you, you believed that Jonathan had killed Rob. Is that right? Um, oh, the, the last interview after yes. I'd been in jail? Yes. Uh, yes. Why did you tell them that you now knew that Jonathan had killed Rob? Um, through the investigation, or through the, um, I guess, in interrogation, um, I was, I was, um, they got mad at me for not saying what they wanted me to say, and, um, and that was that I knew that Jonathan Hearn killed my husband, and, um, certain things that they had, had, told me that they had, that's what they were looking for, um, and that it was the only way that I was ever going to see my children again, and, um, so they did like the, the good cop, bad cop thing to me, and I was scared, and after not talking to Jonathan for a couple days, and all the information that they had given to me, I told them what they wanted to hear, and that's one of my problems, that's one of my defects, is that I, I, I say things to, to make, to make people, uh, I say things that people want to hear, so, um, that was, that was what I did, um, because I thought that that was what I was supposed to do at this point. They had told me that I was in their world now, and, um, that they were the way to go, so. Were all the comments that the officers made to you on all, on those recordings? No. Jonathan was very controlling, yes. How so? Jonathan knew how to play, um, he knew how to play his cards right. He knew how to, um, looking back through all this, he, he knows what he's doing in everything that he does. He has a, um, I guess a, um, an approach to, um, to, to, to get, kind of what he wants. So, um, Jonathan controlled me through, um, carrying his Bible with him everywhere that he went and using that, um, to, to guilt me, um, 
but also make me feel safe and secure and like I was doing right, I guess. Um, even though I um, knew there were definite, definitely things I was doing wrong in my life, it was just a whole, a whole mix of, of ways that he went about um, controlling me. And well, let's talk about feeling safe. Um, during your course of your marriage with Rob, did Rob make you feel safe? Yes, he did. Rob take care of you? Yes, he did. Um, and he was a good provider and a good husband? The best. And he was a good father? Yes, he was. Would you ever say anything negative about Rob uh, with regards to how he interacted with the kids? No. Um, Rob even said it today. Um, when he wanted to help his dad. Um, I I probably would have made comments to Rob many times like, come on, get this kid kid going kind of thing. Um, I know I talk about that for sure. But being a bad dad, never, ever. Marina, up until the time you were arrested this year and you found out that Jonathan accused you of planning with him to kill Robert, had you ever discussed any time from the time you began being involved with Jonathan until the day Robert was killed and after Robert was killed, discussed with him killing your husband? No, I did not. At no time, well, let me ask you this, at any time did you discuss about wanting Robert to be gone or dead? No, I never said dead or gone. No, I did not want Robert gone. Now, Jonathan's also talked about uh, your attitudes towards divorce and how you didn't want to have to deal with all the, the headaches of if you and Robert were to get a divorce with dealing with child custody and all that. Did that ever even enter into your mind as being an issue if you decided to leave Robert? Uh, what, child custody? Well, having to deal with the problems involved with the divorce. I never thought divorce through. Um, I am definitely guilty of entertaining um, hopes and dreams with with Jonathan um, and we had talked about divorce but that's never anything that I acted on or was um, ready to act on with Robert How about uh, being concerned about how your friends would side with Rob uh, over you if uh, you two had split up No we never spoke of that. Did that even ever enter into your mind? No. How about if your uh, the issues with regards to even your parents, uh, if you and Rob were to split up, uh, taking Rob's side over you, 
Did that ever even enter your mind? No. Did you ever discuss that with John? No. Thank you, Mr. Terry.